So welcome to the Physical Momentum and Movement uh, HD Embodied Podcast episode. Today, I have a really amazing, incredible medicine woman with me, the beautiful Blair. She's here to share her experience of her life of living her human design and to talk about all things to do with physical momentum and movement. So Blair, introduce yourself. Let the, let the listeners know about you. Hey, Rebecca, it's so nice to be here. Um, about me, what do I want your people to know? Um, I'm a somatic practitioner. I'm a devotee of the feminine. Um, I'm a mom and uh, a three-five generator. You wow. <laughs> are. Yeah, which we're going to talk about today. We totally are. You're a new mum too, aren't you? How old's your little yeah. man? Yeah, he's nine months. That's great. Lots of my listeners are mums, so it's really great to have a medicine woman on here with children as well. And um, yeah. I'm sure the transformation into motherhood will come up today, so we'll throw that in the pot to be talked about. Yeah, I don't know how it can't be. It's been <laughs> a, huge, a huge disruption and awakening. Yeah, great. So for the HD nerds listening, Blair is a generator. She's a 3-5 generator. Uh, she has an open solar plexus, which is a really interesting part of her chart, and I'm sure will come up in conversation today. Open throat and uh, an open crown and Ajna center. The rest of her is defined. She has a lot of beautiful channels in the mix there. Uh, and her personality sun gate energy is gate 11. So uh, for those of you that uh, really get into the nitty gritty of human design, her, her cross is the right angle cross of Eden number four, all right? So for the human design geeks out there, you'll know that all of those incarnation crosses have lots of different representations. So hers is the cross of Eden four, right angle, of course, because she has a personal karma profile, that beautiful three, five, or the the living roller coaster uh, of us in the village. So I'm super excited to talk all about that, but just to sink us into this root center energy and what that's all about, the center in the human design system that represents physical momentum and movement. It's really all about the adrenals and adrenaline in the system. Blair has this defined. So those of you out there who have it defined like Blair, um, it's all about your, your capacity to hold adrenaline. So you're somebody who's really gifted at handling that adrenaline in your system and using it. I have a defined root center and I'm sipping on my coffee right now. These are the sorts of people that they can handle a little bit of extra adrenaline in their system. So uh, the addition of caffeine is not throwing me off of, off whack too much. Um, but they're here to mo move and use adrenaline for people that have that open in their system that are uh, a little bit more sensitive to adrenaline. You're here that to feel that adrenaline in the environment around you. So you're somebody who is sensitive to pressure. You're the, I call them the time lords of our, of our communities, right? Because you know how fast is too fast, how slow is too slow, where those of us with a defined root center tend to be a little bit more hustle and bustle. And uh, we also tend to leave things to the last minute because we can handle the stress of doing that. So everything is perfect. Everything is as it's meant to be, but that's, uh, that's the root center today. That's really what we're diving into is about uh, that doing energy in the body, which is really interesting for this conversation because both Blair and I work deeply with the feminine and are very, is very, we're both very feminine led and being feminine led is about being rather than doing. 
So that's going to be a, a great experience to hear from Blair around how she has this, what would be traditionally labeled uh, a masculine energy, a doing energy, that hustle and grind uh, momentum kind of experience uh, to being feminine led and, and feminine embodied and tune into uh, that feminine wisdom or Gnosis. So Blair, from that, what have, what have you got to say? Mm, I'm just hearing, uh, what did you call us? The, the roller coasters of the village. Yeah. <laughs> the three, five roller coasters. Yeah. <laughs> the roller coasters were the, the train wrecks, I think in some ways. And, um, I, I love that you said that because I feel like, um, that's a part of my personality that I've really ran from my whole life because I felt that it was like so shameful and embarrassing. And I have this, like, you know, the, these stories of like, Oh, my sordid past. And like, I'm also such a shapeshifter. I've just had these like wildly different periods of life where I'm like, you know, like a rodeo pageant queen in like the small ass town where I live. And then I'm like, uh, uh, like, cocktail waitress doing drugs in the bathroom and then I'm like a spiritual seeker in India like detoxing and um you know just all these like really these extremes and I think that's been a point of of embarrassment or shame in some ways like wanting people to like understand that I'm not like this messy person um, but I actually really am. And the more that I just embrace that, it feels like the more that people truly see me. That's, um, that's really beautiful. Just looking at your chart, you have gate 15 defined uh, in your G center and gate 15 is known as the gate of extremes. Um, and it's actually about a love of humanity and somebody who does experience these extremes of what it means to be alive, what it means to be here so that they can really master and comprehend, you know, how every human on the planet is, you know, having an experience of life. And, and that in, in its beauty is, you know, what this playground is all about. So your description of all those different aspects of your life is really resonant with that energetic gift and mastering that energetic gift. And then we add that in with the three, five and the three being the person that learns by experimenting, really learns by getting in there and getting their hands dirty and making mistakes and learning from those things. And that five, which is the beautiful problem solvers, the heroes of our community, the ones that like to get in there and make a difference and, um, you know, make, make a change. And the way that those two come together to be on this like roller coaster, that's why I call it the living roller coaster. They're on this roller coaster of like, you know, working things out in life by actually being alive, by actually getting in the game and playing it. And, and you know, and this is a really, uh, really incredible thing because you have such potent medicine around uh, living in your body and being in your body. And what you were saying about the way that you've lived your life and, and really like learning to embrace that this is you and this is how it is, is really the mastery of your design, right? Mm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about how you landed here in this spot, uh, because, you know, taking drugs as a cocktail waitress to spiritual <laughs> seeking in India to uh, spending you, you live in Hawaii now and you have your little bubba and you're a mom and you're yeah. a embodied master. Like, tell us about how you got here. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, it's funny because I just sent out an email yesterday that, like, had me really go through these different chapters, which I think is perfect for this. Um, yeah, I grew up in, like, a really, really small town in rural Canada it was like full of cowboys and farmers and I was just like from the earliest age like get me out of here but I also had a lot of imprinting from that place and uh yeah like I said I was like this like big haired like you can imagine my my hair like 
so much bigger and quaffed and like this beauty pageant kind of person. And, um, and then, yeah, uh, had a, a big loss around 19, like 19 was a pivotal spot for me. And that was really like my first spiritual awakening. Um, I grew up with two adopted brothers and one of them, uh, they're both addicts and one of them passed when I was 19. And, um, and I started to remember, uh, sexual trauma that I had previously, like not just blanked out. And that was a really big point. And so I really spun down into addiction and, and drugs and alcohol and like men and, um, until there was like, sorry, just to to stop you there for the human design aspect, like with an open solar plexus and Blair has this amazing open solar plexus. She's got two gates, but they're unconscious gates, which means that basically her solar plexus operates in this way of being an incredible receptor for external emotions and feelings. But people that have this open are quite often, like they turn to numbing and they turn to things like drugs and alcohol and whatever to stop feeling so much. So they're actually the people in our communities that identify as being empaths because when you're sensitive to something in the field, you turn the volume of it up. So they feel emotions and feelings more than other people. When you talk about that, it's really, um, and particularly with the way that yours is set up where you don't have any uh, gates heading down towards your root center, that that physical momentum, like there's no way for you to be embodied with emotions naturally. And so th- that's like, this is the game of not self, right? They, so then you learn coping strategies and you learn numbing strategies and all of that stuff, okay. which ultimately is perfect because that's where we go on our adventure, our ride of coming back to self. So I'm really excited about uh, this part of your journey. So, um, so you're 19 and you're turning to. And I like to go back to like the numbing, like I, I was numbing since like 12, like I was like drinking, binge drinking since 12. Like this was a big part of how I got through life because I just felt like something's wrong, something's wrong with me, like this, this feeling sense and also what really got me was like the the discord between what people were saying was happening and what I was feeling in my body so like with River with my son what's really important for me to do because of that is like whenever he has an experience I I try to mirror it and like articulate it to him like even at nine years old or nine months old, like, you know, he falls down and and I'll say like, oh, you hit your head. You fell down and you hit your head. And I imagine that really hurt because it was so painful for me to like have this experience where people be like, oh, you're fine. No, nothing happened. Like you don't feel that. So it was a lot of numbing. And then probably around like 22 or 23, And I was like super high functioning, like addict. So I was like on my way to law school and uh, I just heard this voice that was like, if you continue, like you're going to die. Like I just, I just had this feeling so clearly. And uh, I dropped everything and I bought a one-way ticket to India and yoga was the only thing that was giving me like a modicum of life. And I just like went on this, this journey to India all by myself. I was 23. Um, and yeah, from there, just to kind of condense it, I've, I found a, a tantric yoga school and um, probably found like the most disembodied yoga school that there there was and like was so heady and so mental which is probably why I liked it um had this big run with this yoga school and then started to uh 
I just realized that there was a lot of trauma that like wasn't that hadn't really been dealt with in my body. And that was like around probably 29 or so. And I think that's when deeper layers of embodiment started to come in. And even related to what you said about adrenaline, like, I think because what trauma does is it like really limits your capacity to be with things, right? It's like you have a really low threshold, a really low, um, window of tolerance and it was like the trauma work really helped me be with these huge adrenal sensations and and land a bit deeper and feel that my body was finally like a safe place to to be in yeah it's really beautiful if we look at your design the channels of energy that you have running from your uh, root center to your splenic center, which is those intuitive pings. So when you talked about that whole, like, if I keep going down this path, I'll die. That's very much a splenic whisper, a splenic ping. And so, so for the listeners, like Blair as a generator, the thing that guides her, her authority, uh, you know, that feminine wisdom really speaks to her through her sacral response, her gut response or, or her pussy response, you know, life force, vital energy, sexual energy. Um, it's about turn on, you know, if she's turned on, that's the the way for her system to guide her through life rather than the way that we're taught or programmed, which is that mental way. Um, you know, Blair as a generator is really guided by that sacral uh, and she also still has a defined spleen. So anybody who has a defined spleen, uh, even though it might not be their authority, will receive these intuitive pings, these these knowings, these like, it's like, you know, the angel or the, the devil telling you what to do, right? Like that's kind of, it's an in, in the moment instantaneous thing. And there's quite often this experience of people that have this, that have gone really far to one side of their path, right? You know, the way I think of it is like, we can't go off our life path, but we can really get close to the edges, at which point something will shove us back on. And that in this instance for you is like this splenic ping being like, you got to change something, right? And the way that your spleen moves, it moves in a couple of ways, but one of them is this connection to the root center through the, the channel of transformation and the channel of judgment. Uh, now, what both of these things do is like the transformation channel is pretty obvious, right? Like it changes stuff. You have this capacity, this adrenaline in your system to make shifts. So for listeners at home and you wonder how do these people just jump off the cliff? How do they do it? Like I stand there with all this resistance being like, oh, no, I can't do this. It's too scary. People with gate 54, they jump. That's what they do. That's their energetic gift, right? I have it too, Right. So you can jump off the cliff, you can take these leaps of faith, you can make the the transformation with the adrenaline in your own body. And then the other one that you have, this channel of judgment, it might seem a little bit weird, like what is this about judgment? But judgment is about realizing that everything's actually perfect, right? That judging something as being not good enough, say, it's a design of instability. So it's this capacity to actually rock the boat to actually get in there and be like, I'm going to make things unstable because it's not good enough as it is. That's my judgment. It's not wrong. It's not bad. It's actually perfect that it's not as good as I want it to be because that gives me something to play with, right? That's the mastery of this gift. It does start off in this like, oh, that's bad because it's you know not as good as I think it should be, right? But the mastery of it through life, and I think when you're talking about you know, where you're at right now and really like embracing that three, five energy is this cool ability for you to be like, I make mistakes. I get things wrong. I stuff it up, but I'm actually naturally designed to be able to get in there and transform it and change it and rock the boat and shake things up. Yeah. Totally. And, and this comes from your root. Like this is what that adrenaline is for. Yeah. Mm. And it's amazing because like my whole programming has been to not make mistakes, right? And to like not rock the boat. And and so it's been like a lot of life force to fight and, and push that adrenaline down. And now I finally feel like there's this momentum 
that has come through accepting like my fallibility and like my yeah my propensity to just completely fuck up and like you know make mistakes that is so energizing yeah and so if we look if we look at your human design you're set up to actually get turned on and enjoy and have fun with this mistake making capacity that everybody has we all get it wrong we all make mistakes and you're this person that actually like that's fun for you if you're embodied in the truth of who you are right so the perfection pattern is the program that's not you and this sensation of turn on that comes when you're like i'm gonna get in amongst it and i'm gonna play around and see what happens like when you were talking about picking the yoga studio that was really mental and it's like kind of like well yeah that was perfect i was probably way better yoga you know things that i could have done but i did this one and it was perfect right like that's yeah. that's the energy of it it's so great and like yeah. i see you light up when we talk about this and i've got a buzz going on which is the three five magnetism right like your mistakes draw everyone to you with this like love of being uh, a voyeur in your life like we want to see what you're doing yeah totally and something you said to me the last time we talked about like um being seen like just being like when i hide i hide because i'm like oh i'm making mistakes and i'm like not doing what i should be doing but it's such a beautiful practice for me to be seen in the mess because it's so liberating yeah it's so liberating and i find that people are like so forgiving like they don't even have the judgments that i think they're gonna have and there is something that like draws them in about about me just being honest with where i'm at yeah so this brings us to body electric which by the time this airs will be up and running and happening and all this stuff but talk to me about the journey of coming into offering body electric out into the field Oh, well, um, yeah, it's been a really big uh, year of, you know, the birth of my son and just like really being unraveled by the by the feminine. And I ran a program called Unravel. And I think that I I think Body Electric couldn't have come through if I hadn't done Unravel. So it's like, you know, when you've just been like beaten down (laughs) in a good way like the pretenses have been stripped away you're like really humbled it's like where is the opening for joy and for turn on through the body and that's what body electric is all about is like finding the the authentic turn on and the authentic pleasure and ecstasy and joy um and really bringing that as like a template or, or finding the, the energetic template and like bringing it down into the cells, like bringing it down into the body. So not just like expanding out, but like literally bringing this this joy into matter. I'm, like I'm, consciousness to I, matter. Have, I have goosebumps because you're basically describing your incarnation cross right now, right? <laughs> like it's it's it just it it's so fantastic and that whole like uh cross of eden i mean and and what we were talking about earlier about this gate of extremes and this love of humanity it's like the whole ride has brought you to this point of being embodied in the frequency of your incarnation cross and giving that back out into the world which is what it's all about um When you talk about pleasure and turn on and uh, and like holding that in your body, this is like the game for every generator, anybody with that sacral on the planet, right? 70% of the population is all about turn on and it's the, one of the first things. I mean, you touched on uh, sexual trauma and that in your life and there are a lot of people with similar stories uh, and experiences and and even if they haven't there's there's you know 
stuff that happens in terms of our sexual energy, particularly as women and the repression of that or the distortion of that. Um, and coming back into this like harmonious relationship with turn on being joyful and pleasurable and everything for the generator is the game. Like without it, nothing else can open. And so you talked about like this last year of unraveling um, and the birth of your son. Like tell us a little bit more about that in terms of in, in, in terms of like opening up this sacral energy, this life force energy. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I, I had this course like four, four years ago, maybe, maybe less. It was called the pleasure path. So I like knew that I was here to teach pleasure. Um, and a lot of the somatic work that I was doing was like helping me to understand the physiology of pleasure. So I had a lot of people find me through that course. And, um, it's interesting because when I look back on it and of course everything's perfect, so I'm not like judging this, but it was like, there, there was, there was a force there, right? There was like forcing, like, oh, I'm going to like force myself to like find the things that are pleasurable. I'm going to set a timer on my phone and like, you know, look for something that brings me joy. It was like this, this, top-down approach well it's the masculine approach right exactly exactly and uh and I think like from my vantage point now I really think what what catalyzes authentic pleasure is it's like being with exactly what is and opening to exactly what is without pretenses, without like needing it to be different. It's like in, of, as, and through. Mm. Like you go in, you go of, you go at, like it's, that's the, like if I think about matter, you know, this material world, like my mind can't impose something onto matter like I have to be with what is actually in my surroundings and be with what's in my body to open up the an authentic channel so what happened in the last year like since River was born in a lot of ways is it was really sobering it was like looking at all the places where I was actually in a lot of fantasy where I was like trying to project something that I wanted onto my reality, like see something that wasn't there, right? So it was this really humbling process of, of sobering myself to what was actually happening, which was pretty painful in some moments and, you know, lost things along the way for sure. Um, but then there's this like, just like beingness that comes from that place where there's no force necessary. Like life force can just flow and pleasure can just flow when it's meant to flow and open when it's meant to open. And, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to like just wait for it to spontaneously open, but it just means like that there's a realness there's not a covering or a layering up of the experience yeah you just you just like brought us right to that point that i was talking about in the start of like how do you have physical momentum and this adrenaline in your system and still be feminine led and hold that uh you know that desire and that turn on as your guide and you know i think you when you said you know it's about being and uh, and and that experience you mentioned earlier around, uh, you know, that practice that you went through to learn to hold the sensation rather than numb it or avoid it, yeah. like that's the game here for people that are feminine designed to be able to be with adrenaline in their system, right? Mm -hmm. It's about resensitizing totally. and holding that and being with that uh rather than like forcing it upon you know matter or off-gassing or numbing or any of that stuff 
So it feels really beautiful to hear you talk about it in my body. And um, tell us how motherhood and like giving birth uh, connects in with this experience and this way of being for you. I think that, uh, well, I'll start by saying like, I, I was in a kind of fantasy about the whole process as well, which I think all pregnant people before they give birth kind of are like, it was just like, you know, you have these hormones coursing through your body. And I was like, I'm going to have the most orgasmic birth. And it's just going to like, like other people have these problems after the baby's born, but like, I'm not going to have those problems. And it was just like a complete fucking wake up. Like, so humbling so so humbling the birth was really hard it was 24 hours unmedicated at home the hardest thing i've ever done and um and then a lot of the things in my life my marriage like the things that were held together like tenuously just by a thread it's like just it was like an atomic bomb went off, you know, all the things, all the pretending, all the theatrics, like just were so exposed because it was like, I'm the most vulnerable I've ever been. And I have no extra energy to care for anything like no facade, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I think like the actual birth of like feeling my root completely open like I remember telling my midwife like like it's not like I want to have sex or anything like I know I couldn't but I felt so turned on just in this like erotic kind of bath like just steeping in it after the birth because that's what life is yeah so it was like this intimate uh yeah, soaking up of, of life force that I, I feel really changed me on a cellular level. And then, and then motherhood is just like made me see where I am pretending because where I'm pretending is where like that adrenaline can't flow. It's where yeah. I'm trying to compartmentalize or keep things down or keep them in control. And it's like, it's just been such an eruption that uh, and chaos and mess like you should see my house right now and just like I'm so much more comfortable with the mess and something in that has actually uh, allowed me to like like when I'm on like now like I'm right here yeah you know or like I'm on with my people like I'm I'm just right there whereas that would have been very difficult. To ha- for my nervous system to handle prior to giving birth. Yeah. It's like a refinement, a mastery of not just the way that you use adrenaline. And so it's like, and what I'm hearing in that is like, there's not, there's not the force in the use of your adrenaline adrenaline. Now there's like the direct true investment of it. So like that the house is messy, but it's not true for me to use all of this adrenaline to clean it you know uh, and and that's and then that coupled with your capacity to like tune into true desire rather than fantasy i think this is a really great one for mums to hear and particularly generator mums because a lot of what we think we desire is actually fantasy and there's the mental programming of what we should want you know i'm all about you know really questioning if you feel like you should want do be something so you know even mums that think they should be like these earth mamas that want to spend all their time with their kids or whatever and it actually slowly kills them because that's not what their sacral is telling them turns them on and lights them up and that what they're actually doing is like mistrusting that they're the perfect mum for their child in their truth right and so like what I'm hearing from you is like with motherhood, being able to like really clean up all of that misdirected, uh, you know, physical 
doing momentum because we have masculine energy. We're designed to invest that uh, into the things that we're truly femininely led to invest energy into. And for you, it's like you've got really clear on what's true in your desire through all of these beautiful three, five adventures. Mm-hmm. And then there's that motherhood's been that thing that's like really cleaned up the excess spending of energy because it's not available to you anymore. 100%. I love it. I really yeah. love it. I love how you broke that down. Yeah. And so for mothers that are listening, like this is, this is the path, this is the game, you know, really learning to trust and surrender into like what actually does turn you on in truth, not what you should be turned on by, but what truly turns you on. And then like really feeling that uh, true capacity for what you can uh, and can't do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the word like sober just keeps coming to mind. It's like it's been so sobering. <laughs> and and the and the and the cosmic joke of sober is like sober sounds boring because we're such a like hyper stimulated bit, but then yet numbed out collective that sober seems boring. Um, I know with my clients a lot of their homework at, at, at some point gets to be like, just live a sober life, whether it's, you know, energetically sober is what we're talking about here, but it is where you, you just do the thing that's true, even though it doesn't feel highly sensational in any way, but actually what you learn in that place is like, that's where the real turn on is. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, for me, it being so much about uh, sobering up to like, what is the fantasy or the idea of who I think I should be? Yeah. Like before we met uh, and, and long before River, it's like, you know, I was on this, like this path of serving the feminine, but I was doing it in such a way where it was like, okay, I have to, look really professional and, I, and everything has to be perfect and I have to be this particular way. And like, there was just so much uh, conditioning around how it should be presented. And, and I just felt like so strangled yeah. by the end of that because it, it wasn't true. Like it wasn't energizing, it wasn't turned on which is ironic. I was like trying to teach turn on and, and was like not being turned on by yeah. how I was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You and I both met in a program called Ruin, which was all about this, right? Well, I didn't do Ruin. I, I applied for it, but then I got pregnant. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. And yeah. then, I, and then we ended up in Sacred Fire, yeah. but I was the same around that time where we I was really uh, performing something that I thought was true, but was actually fantasy. So I thought I was this big, you know, hard ass assassin bitch. <laughs> and uh, I'm like a sparkly, gooey marshmallow lady. You right? are. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, these are the funny things I didn't, and I love, and I love this. I love the permission to be like, yeah, that's who I used to be because I thought that was true, but it was actually just a story that I was telling myself. And, it's not ha- wrong to have done that. Like I know in your your past, you've been, uh, you know, like that profession, like what you were saying about being professional, that like, you know, there's some, we learn really beautiful things living like that. Like in my assassin phase, I know that I really learned, you know, how to harness my capacity to actually see these things that are off and distorted and be, the person that could really lovingly slay that stuff, you know, for people to actually be the line in the sand for people, which is very much my incarnation cross, you know, and for you that living that really professional, really tidy, really like exactly all the I's dotted, all the T's crossed, you know, like there will have been stuff that you learn in that that's actually like really valuable now. Mm. 
that serves the truer iteration of you, right? Like this is that beauty of the three, five, right? It's just truer and truer and truer iterations of your expression. Mm. Not that any of them were bad or wrong, right? Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That feels really, really true. Um, you know, cause I, it, it's like, I see it all as like concentric circles. Like, like, I, you know, I came from like this shit town in Canada, like, you know, it would have been really easy to stay there. And like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's like, I, I have lived all these different iterations and now it's like, I couldn't have even dreamed where I'm at right now. This is a really, this is a really beautiful thing, right? I couldn't have dreamed, even dreamed of where I'm at now. So from a shit town in Canada to Hawaii and all the adventures that you've had in between. And like, talk to me about this experience of like, I couldn't have dreamed to this. Like, how does, how does that, like, what, how does that play in your life now? I feel like it it actually is in direct proportion to my ability to uh, like let go of the past versions. Yeah. And like okay, next. Okay, what's like the next big thing? Okay, next and like really trusting um the intuitive pings. You know, like I met my husband he was my student at a yoga class in Istanbul. I was teaching at like a really elite studio there. I met him and I like, I knew, I was like, I'm gonna marry this man, you know? And, and I had no attachment to it. And I, I was like, if it doesn't happen, like I'm actually okay with that. But like, I knew, you know? And like just all the things that have happened since I think, um, when I look back, I have a great deal of reverence for my mistakes, you know, like the thing is that like were completely true at the time and that I trust were meant to happen and that have led me to, to this spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. That in itself is medicine, right? Because mm. there's, a, there's a lot in like the current climate that's all about get being becoming brave enough to take the take the leap into the unknown and to change the thing that you've you feel really afraid to change because you don't know what will happen yeah and like this is a really beautiful podcast around actually doing the things that we dream about doing right like it's um it's really beautiful medicine. Thank you. Just before we finish, I want to, it's just, I just looked at your chart and I was like, oh, I just love this about your chart. Um, You know, we've talked about your open solar plexus a few times, but you have this gate six as it's part of your incarnation cross and gate six. uh, It's this attunement to intimacy right? It's a gift of being attuned to intimacy. Uh, And intimacy in human design, the way we talk about it is friction. It's around this um, ability to feel some electromagnetic connection between you and other. Um, And what you just said about like meeting your husband and knowing, oh, I'm going to marry him, but feeling really unattached to it is like a really great example of this gift in action. Uh, it's the- funny because when I when I met him, I I like had a class full of regulars, and that so I like walked into the class and I could kind of feel okay, like Susie's over there and like Mark's over there, and you know, but I could like feel this like electricity, and I looked back and I was like, <laughs> and it, it really was this like electromagnetic impulse. Um, that I'll just never forget. Yeah. And in its mastery, this gate comes uh, with this energy of peace, right? So it's the mastery of peace. 
and what is peace we think you know and we were talking about boring before which is this is why it makes me smile so so far so much or sober and how that can feel boring but like peace you know it can it, that can feel like okay well nothing happens in peace but actually everything happens in peace because it's unattachment it's like the recognition and the like invitation you know uh to to receive there but like not being completely okay if you don't so like the reason this made me smile is like it's such a, a an integral part of your system is like the 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 mastery and the energy of this but it's also like when we look at if we bring it back to that root center and physical momentum and investing you know this adrenalized energy into doing uh if it comes from a place of peace mm. you know this unattachment to the actual outcome you know and that's this the difference big lesson for me this is yeah. big lesson for me and this is the this is the feminine led path right it's not about doing nothing and quite often you know people that identify you know feminine as you know the, like the mat without the masculine structure you know nothing actually happens you know like mm -hmm. if there's not a doing involved in the being then you endlessly drift right nothing alchemizes nothing actually transforms but it's about not having that force and about having that really beautiful like it's just true you know yeah. i don't know what's gonna happen i'm surrendered mm -hmm. i'm open i'm receptive totally let's go and see what see what happens it feels like an adventure and then the, and then we come back to your three five and like the turn on that lives in that and i'm weirdly getting the vision in the hobbit of like bilbo baggins leaving his hut going off right like kind of like <laughs> not very sexy vision but hey that's where you know that's what's coming through and like i just love it i just love that like I can feel so much in you and in this conversation, you know, that that mastery mm. of how to do from a feminine led mm. uh, core, right? That mm. that turn on, that pleasure. Mm -hmm. No gripping. <laughs> no gripping. I'm learning that in a big way. Like when I think about my husband and just like the the piece that was like like I just let myself really enjoy the love that I felt for him you know and I was like I'm just so not attached like this would be enough and then it's just like I'm more and more and more and I realized um that one of the big struggles I've had with with my business is like the gripping right whether it's like the gripping if it's not for the man then it's like you know money or like numbers or whatever. And I had a call today and I, I, I sent out an open call to my community and I, I didn't know if like two people were going to show up and I didn't know if like 200 people were going to show up. And it was such a good exercise. And like, that actually does not matter. I would show up the exact same for either. Yeah. You know? So good. Oh, I've got goosebumps. I love it. Blair, where can people find you and what have you got happening if people have really resonated with you and your medicine and this journey that you've taken to mastery? Like mm -hmm. where can what's happening? Tell us about you. Yeah, I have I have Body Electric starting next week. So by this time, the time this airs, uh, we'll have started already, but I'll probably run it again. Um, so body electric being in service to this like embodied, uh, full human turn on, like meeting our human experience and alchemizing it into turn on. Um, it's so lit up and sparkly. It's really similar to, to your energy. And I remember like looking at you and with like such admiration and then body electric dropped in for me and I was like, oh, okay, Rebecca was, right. <laughs> no, it's like, it's also big permission for like the, the full expression, the weirdo, the unicorn, the like, you know, inner mermaid to come through because like, that's also where our turn on lives is in these like parts of ourselves that we don't let people see. 
Yeah. Um, and then I have Unravel coming up, which is um, an unwinding and unraveling of the perfectionist and the good girl and the damsel, like these patterns that are really, I'm really intimately familiar with. Um, and unraveling those patterns to, to find out who you are beneath them. Like what is beneath the personas and the masks and the things you think you need to be for the world to like you. So that's a really, yeah, I just wrapped that up and it was just wrapped up the first round. Um, and it was really deep and beautiful. It's beautiful. So that, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. Transmission, pairing. Coming yeah. up. So great. And and your Instagram handle for those that want to follow you and find you? It's Blair Lindsay. Blair with an E. Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Blair. It's been just delicious is how I'm going to describe it. Delicious. And, <laughs> and, you know, I'm living here with this, like, deep remembrance of how fun it is to you know get it wrong and actually how that's you know right takes you exactly where you need to go so thank you for sharing you know that adventure that's been your life to that point and i'm so excited about where the roller coaster takes you next <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you. yeah it's such a joy to chat with you Great. Thanks so much. I can feel it. I feel-